White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and I, ugh, and the show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're there right now. I have my camera fixed yeah i finally fixed it wow you could see my beautiful face when we do post videos go to youtube subscribe right now 312-566-8727 to leave a voice message or email us at locked on socks at gmail we have a guy that hasn't emailed us in a while he said he has but i haven't seen an email from him in a while but we might get to that later without any further ado it is chris tannehill chris it is always be good to beat the twins like a drum. That's right. And Bill Walton is doing just fine as well. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. And we are brought to you today by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, I'm going to peel back the curtain here. So Herb and I just recorded a, a promo video that you'll probably see on social media. They ask us, I guess we we were the game of the night last night with a very limited slate of MLB action. So for some reason, uh, you know, the, the Sox Twins matchup was by far uh, the best one there, which is, you know, the Sox are one of the hottest teams in baseball coming after that sweep of the, of the Cubs. So we gave him a little video and just having to like record a tight 90 second video between the two of us, the dumbasses, it's it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, so when you see that video, give it a share and realize all, all the effort and, and pain that went into it, uh, making it look and sound good. I don't even know if it's either, uh, but uh, that's funny. We just got done doing that. So we, we uh, are already off to a rough start tonight, but now we can go back to doing the thing uh, that we do best, <laughs> which, which is the show. Uh, so the White Sox win last night by a score of 11 to 1 and there's lots to get into like you said we'll open up that mailbag here in, in just a bit but um quick news item here um uh, our buddy uh, jason benetti who had just gotten back from tokyo doing the olympics he did uh, the, the USA baseball broadcast. They came home with the silver medal. Uh, Jason Benetti came back and uh, he tested positive for COVID. And that's why you heard Mike Monaco filling in last night, who did a really nice job. Uh, but we miss our guy, Jason. And I was texting with him earlier today because just uh, coincidentally, we were trying to book him for the Parkinson Spiegel show and he didn't get back to me. And I was like, oh, this guy probably. Uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain used to talk about when you travel to and from Japan, you wear uh, like a, this like the the jet lag was like wearing a helmet and you're just kind of walking around in, in a daze for some time after that so i was wondering oh he's probably just sleeping it off and then the the white Sox sent out their news release and then he texted me back it's like hey man sorry to get back to you but we, i was going through the testing protocols and stuff and i'm not the type to ignore you but now you see the news is out there and I was like, all good, no worries, don't even think about it. And uh, we just wish him a speedy recovery. He said uh, his his symptoms are, are, are not aggressive and that they're very dull symptoms because uh, he obviously vaccinated. So, 
you know, it goes to show you, man, um, you know, we're not going to get on our on our pulpit here, but uh, vaccinations uh, do work. And just because someone tested positive for COVID, that doesn't mean that vaccinations don't work. So we hope he's back doing games again. Toot sweet, because we miss our guy Jason, and we, we miss him for a lot of reasons, but he hasn't been uh, behind the mic of a Sox game in a long time. And now the full team is out there, so we want to see him back uh, happy and healthy. So a speedy recovery uh, to our guy Jason Benetti, who's been uh, very good to us in the station and yeah, man. So, uh, but her folks, this team, the White Sox, who we talk about here, uh, in case you're in case you're new, in case you just happen to randomly uh, come up on this podcast, which now I'm an iPhone person, so I could see how that would happen if you would just be randomly jumping into a podcast. But we talk about the Sox here and uh, Herbie. This team is a problem right now. Um, the way they are constructed, Luis Robert comes back last night. Eloy Jimenez back, and he is just on a tear right about now. We'll talk about him in a second. But Dave reached out to us on Twitter, reached out to me specifically. Uh, Dave says, I know Chris Tannehill has said on Locked on Sox that these twins beatdowns aren't doing it for him this season. I understand art is subjective, but I must strongly disagree. Um, you know what? And after you know having some time to uh, unwind tonight and see another beatdown of the division rival twins, and now you see this team, and you know the the team that Rick Hahn envisioned is is slowly coming back, and you're starting to see it. The only thing missing really is Yasmani Grandal. It's an even improved version of the team that Rick Hahn built after the acquisitions of the deadline. But it is a bit different, I think, seeing the real thing out there. And you do you kind of wonder what this thing would have looked like had everyone been healthy the entire year. And knock on wood, you know, there's still a lot of season left to be played and you hope for good health. But it is a bit different. And I have to admit, it is fun watching this team curb stomp the Twins when they're at full health. Yeah, I just remember, you know, when I'm starting to feel sorry for the Twins or this team is not a, of our caliber. I start thinking about Jamie Burke. I think <laughs> about him getting trucked there in 2004, effectively ending the White Sox season and starting the rebuild or the World Series champion White Sox because after that game, famously, Carlos Lee is, I guess, looking at stats or not caring that his team got beat. I, or it was the next day where he could have taken out somebody and he didn't, and Ozzy was really pissed. With so slide, that was yeah. like that was like the, the impetus for him leaving Scott Pacetta coming with Luis Vizcaino. That was so, a bummer. I I was there. You weren't down there. I was. I was there that night uh, uh, in the ballpark, and just what a, what a bummer that 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 night was. Oh, I like seeing that play, and then I just remember just like, oh, okay, that's what happens when your season's over in one play. You know, it was just so symbolic of the season uh, and and that in t- pretty almost the entire decade of Sox twins certainly the first f- a few years of the decade leading up to that and there was some more after that of course you know it's funny how baseball works they end up winning the world series the next year but that was not a good vibe in the ballpark and it cemented really this this Sox twins rivalry here man but uh, excuse me I, I need to call them by their correct name cc sabathia weird as minnesota twins but there's that um but yeah man it's just, it's, it was fun 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 game last Last night, and I know normally, you know what? Let's not break form here. It's a it's a formula that works. Okay. We begin with the man on the mound here. Uh, last night, Lucas Giolito, he faces the minimum through seven, channeling his inner Mark Burley. He goes eight, uh, gives up the two hits, just a one earned run, an absolute rocket off the bat of uh, of Miguel Sano. Uh, no walks, which is huge, and eight strikeouts uh, on 103 pitches. I'll I'll ask you this, and you can say how you felt about Lucas's outing. 
surprised they left him in there for as long as uh, well over 100 pitches. I know the game plan is supposed to be letting these guys rest a little bit, but maybe they're now that they see Giolito's kind of in a groove here and it's he's reinventing himself on the fly, uh, maybe they're, they're just trying to get him more confidence and get him more work and so he can really uh, run uh, at full efficiency come the postseason. But were you surprised that he was kept out there that long in a blowout? Very much so. I didn't expect him. You know, it's it's a team that needs rest. We've been seeing pitchers get out earlier than we expect. Like the other day, even though he was at 100 pitches, Lance Lynn had much more in the tank to pitch against the Cubs the other day. Took him out of the game a little earlier than I thought. Um, yeah, I was very surprised that they took him out. And I think Cease also got taken out last night with 89 pitches. So I was expecting, okay, Lucas goes a strong seven, puts like 85 on the on the pitch count goes back and he's like, okay, I, that was good. I, I achieved what I need to achieve and I can go and sit down. But, you know, I don't too much disagree with him out there because he looks strong. He finished strong. Yeah, I think what it's, it's fine. What, I think what Tony's trying to do is like he knows he's got a young horse here. He's he's trying to groom him. Like he already has the playoff track record last season, but very small sample size. I think he's try, he tries to push this kid to his physical limit. So when it comes October – and he knows how to reach back and 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 ramp up as the game goes on. I think he sees what we all see in Lucas Giolito, and he's trying to make him a better pitcher. So I'm not questioning it by any means, but I found it was curious in a game like last night, where you know you 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 didn't overtax the bullpen uh, during the the Minnesota series or during the Cubs series. And I know Jose Ruiz finished off the game last night, and you know, but you know, you didn't need your closers last night. But yeah, I, I think that's what Tony's trying to do here. He's trying to uh, let his uh, his young guy out there uh, really uh, blossom into a guy that can go possibly 110, 120 in, in a postseason game. So I'm not going to question him, but I just thought it was uh, something to note for later on in the season. If you're wondering why, you know, because we've seen it before with with Giolito. I remember earlier in the season, one of our first criticisms of Tony was. Look at Lucas looked like he was about ready to be pulled from a, a certain game and Tony left him out there and he kind of got rocked a little bit and we criticized him at the time but I think this this is maybe something he sees in Lucas and he's trying to uh, just get the best out of him so if that's what it is then I appreciate that and also did he, you know in uh, 2018 Lucas Giolito worst pitcher in baseball hang on uh let me fact check that um Lucas Giolito Worst pitcher in baseball. He wasn't tonight. Um, but, yeah, uh, what, he was pretty damn good uh, last night, Herb. Lucas was uh, was straight up dealing. And it, I, I we had a text thread saying we always leave the caveat at the end of the shows. Like, we'll have the show posted by midnight provided the game's not going on. And, mm-hmm. and when you, and when you uh, put up the, the offensive output as the, as the White Sox did there uh, in that first inning, putting up seven runs in the first two innings, I thought maybe this game was going to be one of those games that goes well into the midnight hour. But Lucas did his part f- uh, for us and his team by making this game go quick fast here. But he was really damn good last night. Yeah, it's good to see. He's got a start. I think next start is versus the Yankees. So well-rested. I think on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, he'll be pitching versus the Yankees. A step up in class because these Minnesota Twins, while they might be weird, have given up. They don't have anybody on that lineup except for Miguel Sano that I would would fear. Max Kepler's had the best of them in the last couple of years, but I don't really fear him anymore. He's not the hitter that he was last year or the year before. Miguel Sano, I want to call him the enigma. We saw the air earlier in the game. And then he crushes that Lucas Giolito uh, hanging slider. But other than that, Lucas was on fire. 
Yeah, so, yeah, we'll talk about that error in a second. It was one of my favorite things that I saw all night for, for many reasons. But uh, Bo Burrows was on the bump for the mm. Twins, uh, mm. taking his first loss of the season. He, of course, coming over from the Tigers. And, you know, I get home uh, really fast last night. Not a lot of, not a lot of traffic uh, down 90. As I don't know what your traffic was like. I think maybe people are back in the offices or back at home uh, not going to work downtown as much again. Here we go again. Um, but... I was home really fast. I helped my wife finish dinner. Uh, we had it was just oh delicious teriyaki chicken with this uh, great cherry. We, they call it cherryaki sauce, her because it's cherry infused teriyaki sauce that we got up in Michigan. Cherryaki. So I'm sitting there with a fresh plate, and there there goes the NBC Sports Chicago crew showing us the footage of Bo Burrows, uh, you know, because puking his guts out against the White Sox a couple uh, months back. Not cool, guys. When you're trying to eat dinner, I thought that was pretty aggressive for early on in the ball game like that they could have mentioned it but here he is it's like as soon as you give here's uh what bo burrows throws out there and oh there's him throwing up i just thought that was an odd choice production wise i'm not knocking it because it's still pretty hilarious and i'm sure some other people enjoyed it i know our guy uh beef loaf was tweeting about it as well but that was a uh, that was very aggressive so back to that I literally turned to Courtney. I was like, I'm not one of those people who sees throw up. Yeah, me neither. Disgusted by it. So, I, you know, I was eating uh, chicken skewers. Delicious. Yeah. By the way, from Costco. Um, oh, yeah. It, the, yeah. yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I but I know that people are eating dinner right now <laughs> and are turned off by that. Bo Burrows throwing up on the mound. I don't know the reason to show it. I once I said his name, I was like, yeah, I got it. They, and then the Monaco guy said, well, he uh, he vomited last time. I was like, even the word vomit might uh, trigger some people. Yeah. And then they actually show it. <laughs> they even say, hey, guys, you know, trigger warning here. We're going to show some vomit. So turn away if you don't like it. I'm surprised Kamka didn't have the advanced metrics on the, on the vomits, you know, the launch angle and, you know, uh, the exit, exit velocity. velocity? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so let's get back to that that error here. One of my favorite things I saw, uh, Miguel Sano commits a huge error there uh, during Luis Roberts' first at bat. We'll talk about his night in a second. But, you know, ball just his glove. And if you go to – you know, I was sitting there eating dinner, so I didn't want to be all social media-ish and try to get this video out there. But Lawrence had it. Lawrence Holmes had the video of the error and the 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 crowd shot of the the shot behind Sano, first row on the first base side, the right field side, and that one Twins fan lady. Like it was pretty yes. much just the uh, you know the, the everyone in the section was horrified and just disgusted. But this one particular woman, oh, I love her so, was just. Fed up with like it wasn't even just the error itself. It looks like she was fed up with life, fed up with twins baseball. But oh, I adore this woman. Basically, that's like my baseline. With you know, anyone asks me how I'm doing, look at this video and that, how that woman reacts is how I'm doing at any given moment. Oh, I loved her so much. Her. Oh, she was so great. She's like, man, I'm gonna go to the Twins Sox game. Everything's gonna be fine. We got first base seats right right down the line. Probably third, fourth row. Awesome, man. We're, we're having a great time and then you know tough inning a couple home runs given up but the young kid bo burrows battles through all right we got this guy out man and then miguel sano drops an easy pop fly and yeah i could see like here we go again you know <laughs> just, well, it's, just, just like, it's a, like, i could catch like i could feel her like i can catch yeah. that. like literally like i could have caught that ball that you just dropped miguel sano that's I, why i call him an enigma he is just so talented but also 
like not lazy but lackadaisical yeah you 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 call him the enigma if you you guys missed that on twitter that's herb's nickname for miguel sano but i could hear this woman through my television screen saying oh my god jesus (laughs) for pete's sake (laughs) catch the ball big night for the offense last night plus the return of luis robert that's next here on locked on white Sox. this episode of locked on white Sox is brought to you by bet online Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. You guys know me. I've talked about this many times before. I love going to Bet Online and checking out some of the futures bets they have, but not just for sports. The Emmys are coming up in September, just about a month away here, and you can place a bet on who's going to win Best Comedy Series. Right now, Ted Lasso is your favorite in minus 1,500. Other shows on here. Man, I really haven't seen a lot of these shows. I've heard a lot of great things about Hacks. I'm going to be checking that out. But you can place a bet on whatever your favorite show is. Cobra Kai, if you got some Dark Horse picks here, like Emily in Paris at plus 3,300, you can place your bet at Bet Online. What about Best Drama Series? The Crown, odds-on favorite at minus 1,200. How about The Handmaid's Tale, Bridgerton, Mandalorian, Lovecraft Country, This Is Us. These are all things you could bet on for the 2021 Emmys. And yes, if you're asking, you can still bet on who's going to be the first celebrity abducted by aliens. <laughs> right now, Elon Musk is actually the odds on favorite at plus 1400. Donald Trump coming in at plus 1600 and Joe Rogan also at plus 1600. So you can place your bet there for who will be first to be abducted by aliens at bet online. Great stuff going on there. So before the first pitch or whatever it is you're going to bet on, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code, Locked On at Bet Online. A big offensive night for the White Sox. You mentioned that first inning there, T.A. doing T.A. things back-to-back days with the, with the uh, leadoff home run. Oh, that's good stuff. He's slowly but surely catching up to Ray Durham. Um, and as T.A. goes, the White Sox go. And every time the White Sox win, we mention T.A. Uh, so I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but he's it's going to be a problem. He's hitting in opposite field. He's pulling the ball for power. This team is a problem right now, and he's got the support behind him as well. Like, this hitting stuff can be contagious. And we move on to Eloy Jimenez, Herb. Oh, my goodness. Um, Eloy with two bombs last night. The first one to dead center, 454 feet, 109.8 exit velocity. The second one, just 359 feet with a 94.1 exit velocity. Fucking wall scraper. Yeah, and um, he has just been so damn good the past uh, couple days, and he, this White Sox note here, he is the fastest White Sox player. Uh, he did this in 187 games to 50 career home runs. The previous mark was shared by Ron Kittle and Jose Abreu, who each did it in 218 games for the White Sox. So that's a 30-game difference just about that Eloy Amazing. Jimenez has 50 home runs. And it's crazy. Does it feel like Eloy has hit 50 home runs in a White Sox uniform? No, because it's always like, halted because of the injuries you know last year he was out at the end of the year and um didn't play the whole 60 games and then 
Uh, he got hurt a couple times his rookie year. And so, yeah, it's amazing. If he put, like, if they ever gets to 162 games in his major league career, <laughs> he's just going to be like, okay, in his first 162 games, he had 70 home runs. Like, that's what people thought I was crazy when I was predicting him to hit 50 home runs. If he stays healthy and he has 150 games, he's going to hit 50-plus home runs. Like yeah, he will he break, he'll break Albert Bell's record of single season yes. home runs at forty nine. He's going to, he's going to do it. It's only a matter of when. And it's just health. That's it. Yeah, all he if needs he's is in the lineup. It's over. All he needs is health and a full uh, baseball schedule here. And it's not far fetched at, at fifty home runs. And you don't want to get too too ahead of yourself, but fifty is substantial. Okay, so you know it's not out of the question that he could be. Like within the top five of White Sox home run hitters, I think that's being pretty conservative of saying that he could be there. But you talk about Frank and Canerco, Baines, Abreu. Like Eloy is probably going to pass Jose Abreu in a few years, and you're going to be like, "What the hell? That happened fast!" And hopefully, you've got a couple rings to show for it here. But it's pretty remarkable. Uh, and yeah, he just needs like like a whole 150 in a season. Like he got 122, then 55 of 60. Now tenth game he's had of this year. Like, give him 150 of full health of next year. He's going to be the MVP, and he's going to hit a bunch of home runs. Like, just easy, easy, easy power. And, like, once he hit that ball that first inning, I was like, it's gone. I just don't know where it's going to go. He's going to kill those people up there in the suite <laughs> up there. It was like a bomb. He crushed that ball. And then the, the ball he hit to left field, I knew it was gone if it was fair. Like, that's the type of power. He was, like, almost jammed on that one, got his hands in, and whipped the bat around, got the barrel to it. He's a good hitter who has immense power where it doesn't have to swing really hard yeah. to hit the ball off the out of the ballpark. Any field. And he's not selling out out there. That's just pure, easy power, uh, not trying to do too much with it. And you see how far it goes. And as always, we must thank the Cubs. Thanks, Cubs! Uh, whenever talking about Eloy. But another. And let me correct myself. He's got 187 games. That was his 187th game. So, okay. yes, he won't get his. That'll be his 50th home run in his 187th game. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. That's what I said. What I said. What I said. Um, so, the other guy who was an MVP candidate who we talked to heading into the season, he was the. Uh, the second favorite behind Mike Trout, you may have heard of him, for MVP, according to Bet Online. We talked about it in our season prediction show. And uh, boy, that seems like a long time ago where we record our season prediction show, then everyone gets hurt. But um, Luis Robert returned to the lineup last night, and uh, he went two for five with an RBI double. Um, but it was just great to have him back out there. Made a nice play defensively in the outfield. Uh, at bat number one, of course, he reaches on that Sano error. And uh, thank you, front row lady. Uh, at bat number two, line out to left. Third at bat, opposite field RBI double. Fourth at bat, strikeout. Fifth at bat in the uh, the ninth there, an opposite field single. And he has been instilled. He was talking in the, the pregame Zoom about – uh, Frank Medicino, and he's been trying to instill some stuff in him when he was down there at Charlotte in uh, in AAA and how to refine his offensive game. And basically, Frank Medicino, uh, he said to him... Fuck the home run. No, it wasn't that, Frank. <laughs> uh, he, he said, I want you to take uh, take more strikes. like Just see more pitches, take more pitches, and, and see what happens there. And you saw that uh, on display a little bit 
tonight. It just if you can teach this guy to be a little bit more patient, then pitchers are going to have to be uh, more honest with him and uh, and not you know dick around uh, in the outer realms of, of, uh, of you know the outside and 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 junk balls down and and out and low. Like they're going to have to challenge him more in the zone if he's going to become a more patient hitter, and that's going to be a, a good thing to come here down the stretch if he's going to be more patient. But Herb, it was just great to see that man back out there. Like he is my favorite player to watch on the Sox. We all love Eloy and, and Moncada's just smooth as silk out there. But Luis Robert just brings that presence, man. Like he was out there in the pregame. Uh, they, they were tweeting the videos of him. He had the shades on, the black warm-up top. And, you know, he just he just looked slick as hell, looked sleek, just looked like a baseball cyborg, uh, you know, here to destroy baseballs and the Minnesota Twins. But you could see why. I mean, La Pantera was back in this bitch again last night. It was just great to see him. It's really good to see that he looks like the guy that had just uh, was starting to heat up too. that deep ball that he let travel in the ninth inning and hit the ball right to right field because they're playing him more in a shift to uh, the third base or the second base side, third base side of second. And so he's like, okay, you're going to give me that. I'm going to see this ball deep and I'm going to hit the ball to right field. That was his second most impressive at bat. While the result wasn't great, that first at bat where he pops the ball off to Sano, I understand like you come back and it's been a long time injury and then you pop a ball up like that. You probably sulk a little bit, throw the bat down, you jog the first, the guy catches the ball. Luis Robert doesn't do that. Luis Robert hustles out of the box and gets to second base on a single, a simple pop-up. It's a little past the infield, but it's a simple pop-up. He has elite speed, but he's hustling. That shows me a lot about Luis Robert and his mindset. We talked about Jose a couple shows ago about him striking out, looking the ball that hit the backstop, and then not going to first, and we called him out on his effort. I got to give credit to Luis Robert because I can – I would give him a like a, a mulligan if he would have did that and just like put his head down and he ended up on first base. But like, you know what? It's not great. He should be on second, but whatever. For him to do that right there in his first at bat coming back off of the IL, kudos. Another guy with a with a big night, and these these big nights for him are starting to to build a little bit, starting to get some momentum going. And uh, I know I could use uh, one of these, Herb. I think the Sox could really use a hot Moncada. And who couldn't, to be honest with you? Well, guess what? Those they sound smooth. Guess what? They have one. I remember, uh, you know cuddling up around the fire with my family and having a hot mancada around Christmas time. I don't know when you have your hot mancada. I've got my hot mancada bobblehead up here that uh, my sock summer sent me. Thank you, sir. Even sent me a bunch of stickers from the 108 this time. But if Yoan is going to get hot, that's why I say this team is going to be a problem. That 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 ball he hit to dead center field there late in the game last night was just a thing of beauty. And he hits, he's starting to hit the ball again hard every time. He may not get results every single time but he's hit back to hitting the ball hard which is really an encouraging sign to see for Johan. yeah and it looked like when he hit that home run they peered into the dugout and jose abreu was like looking at Johan at second base and kind of like hey i told you type of thing like yeah. that's the man i told you that's what you need to do dog come on <laughs> and then uh Johan's kind of acknowledges yeah yeah and while he runs across the bases so yeah maybe he's been working on some things and Finally, the power strokes going to come through. And the presence of his two guys, Aloy and Luis Robert, probably feels a little bit better for himself. Like he's batting a little higher in the lineup than he was a couple days ago. He's now fifth. He was like sixth the other day. I was very disappointed in that. 
and he's probably feeling a little bit more comfortable. That right field, that right-handed stroke looks nice right now. I think, you know, traditionally he's probably a little bit better on the power side from the left left side, but that right side looked right. It was like 430 to straight center. Got all of that ball. It's good to see. And it didn't off the bat to me look like he got all of it, like and because he, he ran out of the box, like he didn't hit it all. But he's got exceptional power. The wind was really blowing out there in to- target field. So it's good to see a stroke right there because we were talking earlier in the day about him struggling versus changeups and form season fastballs this year. So we know that the regression is coming. We're going back to the mean. And Yohan Moncada had an awesome year last year versus the four-seam fastball where he slugged over 700. This year he's only slugging in the 100. So we know he's going to be back to the player more in not the 700 range, but probably 400, 500 against four-seam fastball. So we got a lot of home runs to come in the next couple of year, uh, next couple of months. Uh, I got to give kudos here to, to Rick Hahn uh, because we're going to go through many of these shows here, and especially with Eloy and, and Robert being back and and Yoan and the star power this team has. But I got to give Rick Hahn props for the Cesar Hernandez trade, okay? Because he, mm-hmm. although the, the season average is not sparkling and you you might look at it and you may not you know bat an eye when thinking about it and seeing those numbers, but ever since he's come over to the Sox, He's been awesome, not only with the bat, but with the glove as well. He made a really nice play last night, and, and I think that if, if the White, are, White Sox are going to – if the Whites, too, the Whites could win the World Series. So there will be one or two of them on the well, team. They, always, <laughs> if, if they won it up to 1947, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, back to back to back to back to back. Um, but if the White Sox <laughs> are to go on and win the World Series, it'll be largely because of uh, stuff around the margins, the details, solid defense. Uh, getting on base and, and and being a table setter, and that's what Cesar Hernandez has done since he's been here. And and I really enjoy watching him play, man. I love the glove out there, man. You could see why he was a Gold Glove winner. And all the bad defense that we heard about and that we saw a little bit on display when the Sox played Cleveland, it's nowhere to be found, really. He's been so damn good for the Sox, and I'm I'm really enjoying his brand of baseball right now. It's a perfect compliment to what they they're doing offensively. And I know that how he looks in the uniform is not supposed to be relevant, but he just looks like a baseball player. It looks smooth. Like it, the uniform just fits him perfectly. It looks smooth in that number 12. Sometimes a person looks a little off and you're like, ah, oh, get off, get AJ's number off your back. That's AJ. But I like the, how he just carries himself. He feels like he, uh, he's in a competition. Maybe that's some of the uh, lackadaisical defense he's getting at Cleveland or what we've heard. You get a little juiced up. I was talking about Johan getting his two guys back. You go to another team that's in the thick of it. You get a little juiced up. Concentration builds up to a to a level of 10 instead of waning and just waiting for the days to pass. I mean, I know they're supposed to be professionals, but they're humans, too. If you're down by nine games, your confidence and maybe your focus is going to be a little off. Going to a contender at the top of the standings, then you're like, okay, Let's bring the the focus up to a level 10 because I can't be messing up. I can't be the weak link. As we're looking at the White Sox roster, Chris, besides Lurie Garcia, once they have Andrew Vaughn in there and then they get um, Grandal back, it's kind of like a little bit better than the World Series team that the Kansas City Royals had Mm -hmm. where everybody is above average. There's a lot of people who are could be better, like, Abreu is not even hitting well right now. He's hitting all right. 
it's coming. It's coming yeah. with the guys around him. It's coming. And just like everybody's at, you know, OPSs are above average. Uh, Louis our big time guy, but everybody's just above average. No one's carrying the team or dragging the team down. We're getting exceptional pitching. Just it's 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 it feels just so good that we got this team that is an ass kickingly great team. I don't care how bad this division is. The White Sox will match up versus any team in the AL. I'm not scared of any team now in the AL. Now they might beat us like the Houston Astros or the Tampa Bay Rays or the Boston Red Sox. We're getting Chris Sale back, but I don't see any of those teams and look at them like, oh, that's going to be a tough go, and we might not win this series. I feel that the White Sox match up versus anybody because you go through one through nine that lineup when those two guys are coming back, mercy. Yeah, man. I, I you know at this point they have to feel empowered by by seeing these guys back in the lineup and they're playing such good baseball. Uh, you know, the, the past four or five days or so. And it's it's got to be a great feeling. And they must know, like, okay, we weathered the storm of everything that happened in the first 100-plus games, and now we have our real team coming back, and it's still not fully formed yet. So I think they're going to have that confidence going into the postseason where they don't even know what their fullest potential is. The other teams around the league may know what their ceiling is, and they're the, the White Sox are right there. Uh, tied with the the Astros for second best record, I believe, ahead of the Ray uh, behind the Rays for best record, and the Sox have a good stretch coming up here against some good teams. So we'll know a little bit more about them um, as the, the those games are revealed here. But yeah, man, it's 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 awesome. You, you, when you're at this stage in the game, you can't uh, be scared of any team, and and I don't think they are. I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch them down the stretch here. The only thing you worry about is clinching too early with this bad division, but even so, you'll have time to ramp it up again uh, in the best way they know how, and that's why I think they're going to benefit from having Tony there because he's had some teams that have clinched early. Uh, he's also had some teams that back in on the on the last day, and, and of course the Cardinals with their 83 wins in 2006 uh, winning the World Series. So he's had a little bit of all of it, so he's seen it all, and I think that's going to help the White Sox here uh, down the stretch. Should we uh, take a quick timeout and briefly open up the mailbag, let it get a little bit of air here? Uh, you got anything else about this game you want to get to? Not at all. It's just always, always, always good to beat the Minnesota Twins like they've sold something. Absolutely. We'll take a quick timeout, open up the bag, and preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You know, with all the ever-increasing makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car is ever going to need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your car an LX or an EX? Well, I don't know. Let me go out and look. And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Look, the reality is when you go to rockauto.com and find your auto parts there, you're going to save time and money when you use our friends at Rock Auto. So why choose to pay 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or God forbid your dealership? For example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 at a chain store, but only $216 at rockauto.com. See what I'm talking about? And they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers like you and I for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are always going to be reliably low for every single customer. And they've got everything too. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new 
carpet. I know I'm hitting the road soon going up north. I'm going to check and make sure my car has everything it needs. And I'm going to do that by going to rockauto.com. Check them out. Won't you explore their easy to use website and find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how'd you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. I'm not even going to ask you about opening up the mailbag. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Got a lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. And we only open up the bag a little bit, just give you a little peek, because there's one man special enough to allow us to do that, and uh, we will make no apologies for it, but let the Lockdown White Sox listeners know how they can get their emails, voicemails uh, read and heard on the show here in the future, Herb. For voicemails, 312-566-8727, emails, LockdownSocks at gmail.com. And our email coming in today is from longtime friend, longtime no hear from. What do you know, folks? So there he is. It's our guy, Uncle Pete. Uncle Pete says, what up, turkey tits? Such a thing to say, Uncle Pete. Uh, where the F have you been? He did edit himself there. Uh, I've been emailing the shit out of you guys, didn't edit that, and got nothing in return. You guys spamming me? Anyway, Eloy's hotter than two hamsters humping in a heated hot tub. Future MVP candidate, in my opinion. What else is going on, you dipsticks? I was at a Sox game recently and saw Parkins, a.k.a. Anorexic Shrek, Pete, eat about six hot dogs in three innings. Bet he wasn't low. Talk soon. Pete out. I don't know what that means at the end. Bet he wasn't low. I don't understand. It's from uh, Harold Kumar. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, thank you for whiteboarding that for me. Not a huge Harold and Kumar fan guy. Uh, I, did, I did see the Guantanamo one, though. Uh, so I jumped out of order there. In the, uh... Yeah, you saw the worst one. <laughs> yeah, so why would I go back? Uh, but yeah, there's Uncle Pete. Uh, says he'll talk soon. Thank you for reaching out, Uncle Pete. Yeah, and anytime you take a side swipe at our guy Parkins, you're just going to be escorted to the front of the line here, Major D style here right this way sir <laughs> um, but Pete where have you been from where you been at man I, I looked and your last correspondence appeared to have been on February 11th so I don't think it's spam uh, I just think uh, we've been uh, strangers with Uncle Pete so let's not yeah it's locked on socks at gmail.com <laughs> Uncle Pete yeah what the hell man um, sometimes those drinks are a little stronger than you think they could be exactly so uh, pitching matchup for today's game in Minnesota, the White Sox, they've got Dallas Keuchel on the bump, 7-5 and five with a 4-4-4 against Griffin Jacks. You know, I saw Griffin Jacks at Lollapalooza. I didn't think they were very good. Uh, right-handed pitcher, 2-1 and one with the 5-6-3. We've seen him already this season. Uh, but it'll be a, a nice opportunity here for Dallas to, uh, to, to come back after a strong outing his last time out. And that, that's one guy we got to get going here. Uh, because in the postseason, I'm not how I'm not sure how confident I am handing the ball over to Dylan Cease. You saw that road ERA going into that Cubs game yesterday before he had his nice outing. It was uh, around six on the road, and you you don't feel good about that in a postseason series. A lot of things can change, but you signed Dallas Keuchel to be that guy uh, to come in if you're going to go Lynn. Uh, Rodon Giolito, and you, you're going to need a guy there, most likely on the road, to to pitch a big game in the postseason. And I think it's got to be Dallas Keuchel because you paid him 
uh, for the experience, and you paid him for the postseason experience. So we got to get him rolling here. He got two months to do so, uh, but it'll be a nice opportunity for Dallas to do that against a, a team that's uh, quitting. So, yeah, and I think they have a lot of lefties. I don't know if they're going to face a, put a lot of in, them in the lineup versus Dallas Keuchel, but it's a good test. Uh, a team like Houston has a bunch of lefties out there too. I know he pitched poorly versus them when he went down there, uh, and we got almost got swept by the Houston Astros. This is a test for him to show that that last start wasn't a fluke. He can continue on from probably seven or eight bad starts prior to that. Ever since uh, he, they lost uh, Yasmani Grandal, he hasn't pitched well. Maybe he's found something with Sevy, or I don't know if they're going to let Zach Collins be back there, but we got to have a good start. I think it was Zach Collins last time catching on the Dallas Keiko. So he had a good start there. If he feels the rhythm with him, keep him out there. Absolutely. So uh, that's all I got. Oh, and that where I was wondering where uh, Jake Lamb was uh, last night. He did not reach out. He did. I, you know, I thought he would come at me uh, pretty good here for for going against him in yesterday's show. But uh, all is quiet here from Jake Lamb. But I'm sure we'll be hearing from him soon. Uh, but that's all I got today, Herb. That is Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill. I'm Ecknerwall23 on Twitter, and our show is at Locked On Socks. For Chris, I'm Herb. Thank you for joining us on Locked on Talks.